Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Speed Street, Connor Daly, Joey Molinaro. Happy late birthday to you, brother. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, good to be here. Good to be getting an episode in before Christmas. I don't know. Have we decided if we're going to do one like a Christmas Eve episode or, or, <laughs> or what do you think? Do we need to do we need to keep the people entertained as they sit by the fire and enjoy some hot cocos and things of that nature? Well, next week is kind of like Christmas break for me. Like the okay, office shut down. But that what I'm saying is that I'm I'm available. Um so we could sneak one in. We could sneak one in. But right now I want to talk about you. How you're 30 now. How's it feel? I got over I got over the mental hurdle of uh, of being 30. <laughs> and and once we once we had a couple bourbons last night with Mr. Hinchcliffe and some other friends um i decided you know what it's only a number and we're back back to life again did you get anything good so you know what i i realize now that i'm 30 like i think it's it's hard like my dad i don't think this i think this is my first year my dad actually all he did like he just bought us dinner i was like hey you know what i respect that dad you don't you don't really owe me anything <laughs> but my mom she's big on gifts like she loves it she got me um there was actually I, I just love old racing stuff, right? So like I, 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 Doug and my mom went down to the you know the IMS museum basement and try to like find a bunch of stuff. And 1991 Indy 500 stuff come up. Uh, you know we got a couple glass some some glassware. You know that have all the winners. It's dedicated to the 1991 winner Rick Mears. 
Um, we got a couple plates, like a, like a plate that says 1991 Indy 500. I got a, an Ari Leyendijk 1990 winning T-shirt, but he's number 30 when he won the Indy 500 in 1990. So some real, real cool, uh, a bronze badge from 1991, which is actually pretty cool as well. It's never been open. Um, so yeah, my family likes to just get into some racing history and I, I really appreciate it. And it's, it's cool to just kind of build up some, uh, a bit of a racing collection as they say. Dude, that's so all of them were like 30 themed then a number, yeah. something that happened in 1991. Okay. That's awesome. Very 30 themed. What a resource to be able to have uh, old, old uh, DB being able to go down to the basement. And uh, I mean, he, he's set for any birthday, any Christmas, just huh. go down there and find something cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, um, it beats out the old target sale aisle. That's for sure. If he can go down there and just hammer into some IMS history, I respect the heck out of it. Yeah. If you, uh, if maybe for my next birthday or even for Christmas, yeah, just say, Hey, you know, Joe, Joey likes that stuff a lot too. So, what year were you born, Joey? 93. All right. Well, the 93 Indy 500 could be that, – that could be the move. All right. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. You're 30. That's good. I, 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 I'm, I'm – you know, it's, it's weird because when you grow up, right, and when you're like – I just remember us being like 16, 17, 18, and you look at somebody who's 30 and you're like, golly. I know. <laughs> what the hell is going on? And then now here we are. You are 30. I'm on the doorstep of 30. My wife calls me old. It's, huh. it's pretty wild, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I had a thought today. I was like, man, do I need to do maintenance on my Keurig? Like, I'm not really sure. Like, those are the types of thoughts that, that I'm now I'm going through. And I actually even wanted to ask you, since you're, you know, you're a married man, like, yeah. is there a maintenance program on a Keurig that you need to do after a certain amount of years? Is there, is there something that we need to do there? It's still producing coffee. I feel like, you know, it's a mechanical thing, so maybe there's a maintenance program. So you are you are having problems with your Keurig? No, it's we got coffee right here. Okay. But I just want to make sure that I don't have future problems with my Keurig. You know what I mean? I That's think the thoughts of 30. Thoughts of 30. Thoughts, <laughs> that could be a segment. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts of 30, these new things that pop up in your life. I do think there might be because I tell you what, man. We got a, I think it's like a, it's called a Ninja coffee maker. Or something. Oh yeah. Uh, it's super, it's awesome. Like you can do, you can do half brew, you can do a full brew, you can do cold brew, all this stuff. But we got it when we got married two years ago. Wedding gift? Wedding gift. Great Love wedding that. gift. Yes. But to your point about maintenance, for some reason, <laughs> like the last four batches of coffee we made just taste like absolute shit. Ooh, so I've been good. having to go to Starbucks for a month because the coffee in there just doesn't taste good. And so I'm like, is there an expiration on this thing? Like, does it start yeah. shitty coffee? Yeah, I, I'm very curious. This is, this is just what adult life is all about. I even changed an air filter in my house yesterday. I mean, I was all kinds of stuff where I just decided to do some home maintenance and, uh, and it worked out great. I bought 20 light bulbs last week. I was like, man, this is, <laughs> this is adulthood here. Oh my God. And an air filter yeah. and light bulbs, the new yeah. daily. <laughs> That's great, man. Living the dream. Uh, so we got uh, a lot of racing news to get to today. The F1 championship recap, um, Jimmy Johnson yesterday, let's see Wednesday going on the today show, making a big announcement for himself and for the series. Uh, our buddy Hinch, 
uh, making an announcement himself. We got David Malukas joining uh, Andy Carr full-time. So there's a lot going on. And for the listeners, you may notice it may sound just a little bit different. Uh, Connor and I are doing our first remote show today. So I'm at my place. He's at his place. We're doing the old Zoom. Uh, the timing just didn't work out this week for, for getting into the studio. But we know, hey, we have the technology to be able to put an episode together. So we're doing our weekly show, and we owe it to the people, to you guys. So, again, uh, we appreciate you. Be sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Every week, Connor, we get more ratings. We get more reviews. We have yet to get anything worse than a five-star rating. So that you know is what, very, very good. You know what's funny, too? And, and I – these Zoom things, obviously, a lot of people work on it. I, I, uh, my dad, I was at dinner with my dad and yeah. my brothers, and um, I was like, "Yeah, like you know, I've been enjoying the podcast; it's been fun." And they're like, "Oh, we should." It's like, "Do you guys follow it? Do you guys have you guys like subscribed or anything like that?" And of course, none of them had followed or subscribed or anything like that. I was like, "Well, there's three new followers and subscribers right there." <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. What are we doing here? I'm not supporting the family. Uh, my my brother Colin was like, yeah, I've listened to 70, 78 podcasts on Spotify. I was like, well, guess what? Now you can add another one. There's 79. Yeah, it, it is. It's kind of funny. Like, you expect the people in your life that are closest to you to just be like an automatic. But then until you ask and like kind of physically get out their phone and press, you know, subscribe or follow, a lot of yeah. times you just haven't. And you're like, oh, well, okay. But. 40, we, 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 like I said, we have yet to get anything worse than a five-star rating. You know, anybody, uh, this is the latest one. Uh, latest review, great show for anyone who's a racing fan. Also great guys to listen to, even if you're not a racing fan. Easy to relate oh, to. Wow. Awesome conversations. So that's what you get on Speed Street. So go ahead and leave one of those. We appreciate you guys. We're getting in once a week. And uh, this is the off-season. So imagine what it's going to be like when it's in the season when all motorsport is going on again, you know. It's going to be crazy. A lot of stuff, yeah. And I mean, I think right now, the biggest chatter of almost what seemed like the entire world, and I mean, it even made ESPN and Sports Center and multiple different shows, the big old Formula One showdown uh, in Abu Dhabi. I mean, it was a very, very, very controversial uh, race, very controversial finish. Um, everything about it was controversy, honestly. Uh, but it was also a tremendous race like the middle part maybe not as good but there was a lot that was kicking off and this was like you know, this is 7 45 in the morning like this is early morning sunday i'd gone out saturday night so i was a little bit banged up for sunday morning you know what i mean it was tough but boy did i want to watch this you know championship finale and i think there's there's a lot of ways that people have looked at it there's been a lot of internet just toxicity hate oh, yeah. people throwing all this shade at like complete the the problem with racing is is like if there's a lot of fans and people that support us which is awesome but there are also a lot of people who don't actually know the levels of detail that this sport has and how much can the driver control how much is out of the driver's control how much is everyone else dealing with that you don't see on television right like we're, we're focusing on the whole time on t on tv we got max and lewis awesome guess what there's 18 other guys out there who are also fighting for their jobs fighting for their spot in the team fighting to improve money all the above you know what i mean so it's almost like people completely disregard everything else that's going on in the race and 
it, it's it's so great though because so many people can have their own opinion on it. Now, a lot of them are wrong, <laughs> sadly, but there That's are perfect, two yeah. ways. There are two ways to see this situation. There are two ways to see the race, right? Max, obviously, world champion. Awesome. Did Max deserve to win that race? No. He was not as fast. Like, that's, there's just, there's, there's no other way to put it. He put an incredible qualifying lap together and did not get the greatest start. There's no, there's no lie on there. It's like, boom, that's a fact. Lewis got a better start, took the lead. Max tried to pass Lewis, which, again, this was the first moment of controversy right on the first lap. Max went for a pass, fully passed Lewis, did not leave the track. Lewis cut the track and stayed in the lead. That was my first question mark of how do we not, how is that okay? Like, did Max force him off the track? Not necessarily, but did he make a pass fully and literally stay on the track? The overtaking driver is always responsible for contact, always responsible for the whatever happens after his attempt to make the pass. And to be fair, the door was wide open. Max was going for a large window of space. Lewis did not throw a block. Usually if Lewis throws a block, then it becomes a little bit tight down there, and then it becomes even sketchier. But Max just went for an open turn and an open gap. And so that I immediately had a problem with because I thought that wasn't fair. But again, people who've watched all year are like, oh, Max is always doing that, though, and trying to, like, wreck Lewis, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Lewis definitely should stay in the lead. I was like, I don't know. So, again, that's the way I what, see it because what's I'm the, what, what is What is the Formula One letter of the law, though? Like, do they have – I mean, do they not have one? Is it just subjective? No, I mean, technically they do. So, they, they had looked at it, apparently the stewards, and said that Lewis cut the track but had, had given back the advantage that he gained. But, I, but again, that's an, an interesting interpretation because the, the – the, 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 the gap that he gained, the, the, the position that he gained was going from second to first by cutting the track. So, like, he didn't give that back. Like, it's, it's, if he would have given it back, he would be in second. You know what I mean? So, that was a very controversial thing right out the gate and had people talking immediately. And after that, it kind of just settled in. We settled into it. And then one more moment of controversy comes up right in the center when Sergio Perez is defending his life away for Max to try and catch Lewis. Now, I saw an interesting tweet the other day from Sebastian Bourdais, former IndyCar driver, well, fellow IndyCar driver, former, he's sort of more a sports car guy now. Now, Sebastian has been known to, uh, you know, be very opinionated. Uh, he's, he's, he seems to be um, a guy that, you know, I, I have not really enjoyed racing with. I, I, I respected him. My first Indy 500, I raced with him in 2013. Uh, I respected him a lot. And I actually, I do respect him in general because he's a champion, multi-time champion, won everything. The guy's an incredible driver, but very difficult to race with. Very difficult. He's and a Frenchman, he, you know? I mean, Frenchman, yes. Fr Frenchman, French indeed. assholes. I've had some tough times with the French. I'm not going to lie. Me and Simon, Simon at the Indy GP, no big deal. Um, but, like, you know, a lot of people were giving credit to Perez for defending, which I, I, I don't see why people were upset with that. Perez did not touch Hamilton, never drove him off the track. He just raced him really hard, which, again, I thought we were competing in motor racing. And, like, that's what it was supposed to be. 
And was it sketchy? Yeah, for sure. He was firing moves off, but you know what? Hamilton had to know that's what's going to happen. So I, 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 I'm a little bit upset with people that aren't a fan of that type of racing because guess what? It's a team sport for a reason. There's always teams going to try to help each other in any way they can, and I respected that. I was going to say, Max and Sergio teammates, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, that team is going to do everything they can to win that world championship. So basically, people are pissed because – they just wanted Lewis and Max to be able to have the showdown, and then and Sergio wasn't in himself. He wasn't in the run for the world championship, so they're like, hey, get the heck out of the way. What are you doing? Forgetting that he's a teammate, and that's what a teammate's going to do. Well, and also forgetting that he's, that he's in a podium position. You know what I mean? Like, he was Sergio, oh, yeah, yeah. was Sergio was leading the race when Lewis caught him. So what do you expect the leader to do? Just let the other person go by well, no, this is motor racing. You know what I mean? Like, you right. want to win. You want to stay out front. So so there was a lot that went on, and I really respected Sergio's drive there because I think he did it clean, he raced hard, and he did everything he could do for his teammate. And I, I tweeted about it. I said, boy, someone better buy him a real fancy boat in the offseason for the work he did because <laughs> – Get this man a Christmas bonus. Get this man something delicious for, for a nice Christmas Eve dinner because he deserves it. And he's a good dude. I like Sergio a lot. I, I worked with Sergio when I was over there a little bit. He's a, he's a good dude. But, uh, but, yeah, it only – I mean, it only continued from there. I've, I've been wanting to do this podcast to explain kind of my, my view on this because a lot of people have been talking about it. Please, yeah. You, did you watch the race? I did not, no. <laughs> okay, it's, it's very early in the morning. Very early in the morning. But honestly, great TV ratings for an F1 race at 7.45. It was really oh, yeah. impressive. On ESPN2, 8 in the morning, pretty impressive the amount of people that watched. I didn't watch, but I was just following along on Twitter because there's so many people play-by-play oh, yeah. play breaking it down. So I knew kind of the situation and the scene that was going on. Obviously, I knew Max won. I knew it was controversy. And I was just waiting to talk with you yeah. to be able to get you to break it down. Because, I mean, even, you know, it was funny. Like, I saw Darren Ravel tweet, like, oh, my timeline's blown up with Formula One this morning. That's wild. It's amazing to see how much it's grown in America. And I'm like, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy to see, like, you know, you had Joel Embiid tweeting about it. You had all, like, a, a, uh, Zed. Martin Garrix was there. Martin Garrix played Max Verstappen's yacht after party. Like, it was crazy, these superstars that were paying. I had conversations with Chloe Grace Moretz, this actress, she was watching the Formula One race, and she had come to an IndyCar race with me years ago. And I was like, hey, I actually really respect that you're paying attention to this. Like, that's really, really cool. So, like, a lot of people are watching this, which is awesome. But I think at the end of it, right, we're all thinking the championship's over. I almost turned – actually, a friend of mine said, I'm going back to bed. Turn the TV off. And as soon as that happened, Nicholas Latifi crashed. And there's a full course yellow with, like, six laps to go. Everything then changes. The entire scene changes. And here's where terrible people come in on the internet. Nicholas Latifi crashed on purpose, or why would Nicholas Latifi ever crash? Well, because guess what? Racing is hard, and it's harder than what you think it is. I promise you that. And these guys, no matter what position you're in, no matter what driver you are, you're pushing, and you're trying to be better. You're trying to improve your position. And sometimes these things happen. It's, we've seen it. You've seen champions do it. You've seen you, – you saw literally Max Verstappen crash the weekend before trying to be better and get the pole at, in Saudi Arabia. So 
mistakes do happen because what we do is difficult. And then it became quite a, quite a scene. So the full course yellow happens. Lewis doesn't pit. And now I don't know all the details of this. My dad told me that the team told him to stay out. I thought he might have caught the yellow at the wrong time and missed pit in. Either way, it's just a bad luck scenario. Like if the team said, no, nah, we don't want to pit because we're going to lose track position, well, then that's their call. It's not Lewis's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Max's, Max's team basically had to do the opposite of whatever Lewis did because that's the only way they were going to do anything. If Lewis pits from the lead, Guess what Max does? Stays out. No. And he tries no. to control the race. So that's just the chess game that you're playing in motor racing. Like that, that is what happens. And a lot of people said, many people, why didn't they just red flag it and clean it up? It's like, well, they could have, but that's also a whole different program. It's a whole different, whole different set of rules. Then people question, oh, is it, is it just to be, you know, is it just for show? Is it just, you know, what is this, you know, is this all just to play around and have a crazy three-lap shootout? And then Lewis would have been mad at that as well because realistically he probably thought that they could have run the race out under safety car. So there's, there's literally many, many different ways this can play out. And in the end, it did not work out for Lewis. They cleared the lap cars, which again is in the rule book. They can move the lap cars to bring the leader to P2 to have the cars running with each other and there's a lot of people that are like well, why didn't they move all the lap cars around it's like well guess what that doesn't really matter if as long as you put the race leader to p2 and p3 those guys together that's the only race that matters at that point so i'm sorry but that's sometimes that stuff happens so i i hate it for lewis because he's so good and he he, he drove the race he needed to drive and like i, I am a lewis fan like only because He's literally probably the greatest driver to ever walk the earth. You know what I mean? And, but I also love Max because like Max is a friend of mine and like, I like the way he lives life and I like the way he drives. It's incredible. So a lot of people were like, well, they both deserve it. And like, I completely agree. They do both deserve it, but I'm sorry. There's one winner and there's one loser. And you know what? They can come back next year and try to go after it again. And everyone's there's so much hate going on on the internet i mean i had a bunch of people coming after me for what i was tweeting and i was like what are you guys talking about like this is just my opinion this is the internet and someone even said i said i responded to will buxton's tweet about how people were going after nicholas latifi and i was so mad about that i was like the fact that people are doing that just means that they can't even understand what goes into this sport and then some guy was like oh well, if you're too soft just leave i was like that is the problem right there i was like <laughs> There is account number one that needs to be gone. <laughs> you know did what I mean? Like, a, uh, did he have Did he have a picture of his dog as his profile picture? The guy. Nope, but he had. It was a cartoon, and he had one follower. Yep. There yep. it is. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. So, is there going to be uh, like a like an asterisk next to this Max Verstappen uh, World Championship here, or what? What do you think? No, no, because I mean, again, he like. When it did come down to it, it was a one-lap shootout in the end, and Max passed Lewis clean. And, I mean, boy, he did fire it in there. Like, it was a wild move. But Max had Lewis's number, I think. Like, Lewis never defended. Like, you always look at what Lewis was doing on track, and he was thinking smart because he knows Max is going to take the bait and, and pass him. But he could definitely made it more difficult on him. He never blocked him, which is really, you know, interesting. So – you know, it, it, Lewis is a smart guy. I would never question him, obviously, because he's a seven-time world champion. But uh, 
I think what is interesting, though, is that Mercedes or Toto Wolf and Lewis are not attending the prize giving, the World Championship prize giving. Oh. That came out today, which is actually, I believe, mandatory for the drivers to go to, and they've decided not to go. So they clearly, clearly have an issue um, with, the, with the whole result, which, again, it's created a huge amount of publicity for Formula One. Whoever is Liberty Media, everyone in Formula One, they are the wisest people in motorsport right now. I truly believe they deserve Oscars. They deserve Peabody's. They deserve whatever, any, any, any award you can give them, just give them all the awards. An Emmy, an Emmy. An for, Emmy, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, that, that'd be kind of weird. Like, you know, the, the, the Chiefs didn't go to the Bucks Super Bowl parade. You know, like that's kind of yep. a, that's kind of a weird thing. I know, but it's like, it, yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, I don't blame them for not going. I know it's by the rule book or whatever, apparently, but like, yeah, you know, all the thirty-one other NFL teams don't, you know, go watch the the, the Super Bowl champ parade around with the Lombardi. You know what? You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But it is what I, it is. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't go either. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law the one thing that I did appreciate, though, which Twitter did discover the day after the motor race happened, is that Toto Wolf was blackout drunk crowd surfing on a boat in an after party in Abu Dhabi. So everyone was upset, but boy, did they still party. And that is what I appreciate about Formula One. Saw an incredible video of Max Verstappen and Martin Garrix, one of the biggest DJs in the world, just partying on a boat. I knew some people on the boat with them, had a great time. It looked Tremendous, not gonna lie, and I and that's what I respect about Formula One, folks, is that there's always a good after party, always on a yacht or always at an incredible nightclub, and those guys get after it. They got enough money too, that's for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, Lord, <laughs> I looked up, you know, I, I I did the for for whatever reason, I regret it kind of, but I looked up like Lewis Hamilton's net worth, and boy, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah. That, 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 that was something else. It's it's many many numbers. Yes, a lot, many numbers. Lot of, a lot of zeros. Well, we should be calling them. Well, first, is Max going to? Uh, you got any contact from him? You going to be out in Vegas? No, no, he's definitely. I, I talked to a lot of the guys. They had to test this week, so they've all been busy. And then they've got the FIA prize giving like today or tomorrow or something like that. So the boys can't make it. But uh, talk to Carlos Sainz, who finished third in the race. Uh, he thought it was a crazy deal. I, I, I like that guy a lot. He's a good dude. And he said, um, he wishes he could make it to Vegas, but, uh, sadly they got to do these, do their work apparently, which makes yeah, sense. That's fine. Yeah. I guess we should be this whole time. Should we have been calling Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis? Is oh yeah. Knighted? Big night guy. Yeah. That's Sir a, Lewis. Sir Lewis Hamilton. And that, I, I mean, mean, that I, literally sounds like a knight. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. You're kind of like, why wasn't he knighted before? Yeah, I actually thought he was. I, I thought they announced that like a long time ago, but I didn't know that they hadn't done it yet. You got a good knight name, you know? 
Connor Daly? Sir, Sir Connor Daly? I don't know. It sounds like a clown night, like a night that would be a clown. <laughs> it's just, like a Halloween night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just like, when, when you get knighted like that, do, like, is it like a doctor thing? It's like a doctor thing, right? Like, people always have I, to I say, so. like, you know, when you see do, you, 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 a Dr. Jones or whatever, yeah, like, because they earned that degree or whatever, like, now that he's knighted, I mean, he's always, you kind of have to refer to him as that, correct? Do you get a sword when you're knighted? I would hope. <laughs> I feel like if you're knighted, they better hand you a big, awesome sword. Like, I feel like that's just what you, and it's got cool crests, like Lord of the Rings type stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you get one of those, like, uh, the things they put over their head that's like the the the, the armor or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yes, like, yeah, the mesh, like the mesh armor. Yes, the chain mesh, that kind chain of deal. Mesh. Or the Mithril or whatever that was in the, in the uh, that Toto or Frodo got, whatever, in the <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Thinking of Wizard of Oz there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Both about the same size, I think, but uh, mm -hmm. think of the Wizard of Oz. So, all right. So, Max Verstappen, uh, world champ. World champ. Uh, whether you like it or not, controversy or not, he's the world champ. He took home the title. Um, Lewis Hamilton is now Sir Lewis Hamilton. He's knighted. You got Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Ian McDermott. No, Sir Ian McKellen, I think. There you go. And then Sir Lewis Hamilton. Um, so wild, wild F1 stuff again. Um, when, does the, when does it fire back up for F1? So honestly, man, they don't have a very long off season. They'll start doing some testing, I think, early spring, uh, probably March, uh, end of February into March. So they'll have a bit of time off, and they'll all go on exotic vacations to really cool islands because they make a lot more money than we do. And um, we'll see a lot of great photographs of it because they probably have photographers that come with. Hey, living life vicariously through the F1 drivers, you know? Absolutely. What are you going to do? A thousand percent. Uh, some other big news in motorsports that came out yesterday. Um, old Jimmy Johnson was on the Today Show. making his Jim Johnson. Announcing that he will be full-time 2022 in IndyCar, ovals included, going for the championship, and the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500, next May. Initial thoughts, Connor. What do we think about it? Well, Jim Johnson and I, we grabbed a cocktail uh, last week around PRI show, and um, he had told me that they were going full-time, which is great, and we had a long talk about the ovals and, and what was going on, and I, I think it's going to be great. I think he's going to – I still think he's going to have a lot to learn on the road courses, which he understands, but I think, honestly, I told him, I said, dude, you will, you will be great on the ovals. I think we saw Kurt Busch do it, and we know Kurt Busch got in, and was competitive with a good team right out the gate. And I, I think you're going to see the exact same thing as Jimmy. I, Hinch, Hinch and I had a bit of a different opinion on that, which I was a little bit surprised about. But then I said, dude, but look at, like, Kurt Busch. And, like, look at basically – I mean, even – actually, Kurt Busch did better than, like, Fernando Alonso did coming in. So, like, I think those NASCAR guys have a great understanding for the ovals and, and what they require. Um, so, I think he'll be good. And, and that will probably, like, really – you know, ignite that fire inside of him too. If he comes out at the Indy 500 or Texas, Texas will probably be a little bit difficult for him because that's a that's a very difficult race for us in general, and the racing kind of sucks there. It, sadly, it used to be great, 
Um, but, uh, but Indy will be something that because you have two weeks of practice, like a week, well, like a week and a half of practice and a test day, all that stuff just build, lets him build his confidence. And, and that's, what's so important. I think that'll be the event that like, if he goes out, he'll be with the best team. Obviously he's going to be, have the best equipment, the best stuff you can have at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I see him qualifying top nine and finishing top 10 for sure. Thousand percent. Whoa. Going on record, call oh, yeah. not December sixteenth, twenty twenty one, a top nine qualify and a top ten finish for Jimmy Johnson in the Indy five hundred. Yep, I'm calling it right now. I, love I think it. I, I just think it's you know when you have a team like that. I mean, those guys are so good right now. Ganassi had the best cars without a doubt over anyone last year, and I don't see that changing. So, might as well uh, let her eat and then see what Jimbo's got. Old Jim Johnson. I love. He said that. Uh, he said that because he covered the Indy 500 in May of 2021 for NBC. He said it was his first time there, first time covering it, and he said he had FOMO. Literally, he yeah. had FOMO, and it's he true. had he had, he, had a, uh, he got a big itch and a big uh, strike of FOMO for being there. And I, and you know, I know you and me just love hearing that because it's just yes. as soon as you get out there, as soon as you're at that place, as soon as you see that event, you're just like, wow, I have to be a part of this in any way I can. It's the same with Grosjean. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with Grosjean. Like, I I truly believe it's (laughs) – I haven't seen anyone really be content with a partial season since, like, Mike Conway. And, like, Mike Conway was, like, pretty pretty much against the ovals. Like, he's like, yep, no worries. But anyone who's, like, tried to tap their foot in a little bit, like Grosjean and Jimmy, you start watching, you're like, yep, I'm not meant to watch. You know what I mean? And you (laughs) you got to get into it. So, I respect both of those guys for taking the jump and – and, uh, and, and going for it, which is, which is what we need in our series. What do you think it means for IndyCar as a whole that somebody like Jimmy Johnson is, is wanting to be full-time, is going to be full-time, wanting to be a part of it that much? I, just, I, I think it means a lot for our sport, but I also think it means a lot for his passion to be a driver, right, and his passion to be more competitive. And Because I think in the end, when you're competing full-time – now you're looking at a points championship, right? Now you're like, you're seeing how you stack up against the boys every weekend. Um, and, and I, and I think that makes it more immersive and a more of an immersive experience. Um, so I, I love it for the guy. And also, you know, yet again, proving to make such a huge splash for our sport, announcing it on the today show, right? Poor David Malukas just sent out a press release. You know what I mean? <laughs> this poor guy. I mean, He's announcing his rookie year, full season. Here we go, IndyCar rookie. And Jimmy's on the Today Show talking about he's doing five more races in the last year. So, like, it's just – it's such a huge deal for our sport, which I think is is helpful. It will be helpful for guys like David Malukas, right, because there's going to be more attention on the sport in general, which I think is great. Yeah. No, I mean, in terms of eyeballs, in terms of – Today Show. <laughs> yeah. In terms of eyeballs and interest, I mean, you think that it has to go up – no, maybe not tenfold, but uh, for the Indy 500 with Jimmy Johnson in it, I mean, you pair those two things alone, right? And and you got to draw more eyeballs. Heavy hitters, bro. Heavy hitters. You got to get like, like play the bangers only. You know what I mean? Now we got <laughs> Grosjean and Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson out there. And, um, you know, who knows? Like it, there's always been talk of Kyle Larson coming to do the 500, Kyle Busch. I mean, yeah. you get a couple other big heaters out there. I mean, there could be 36, 37 cars trying to qualify. Could be a great time. 
it's going to be a great time, man. It's uh, it's very exciting. And, and, and on Tuesday night, I think uh, Carvana or, or Chip Ganassi Racing put out something about, hey, you want to watch the Today Show tomorrow? So he kind of had a feel uh, that, that that was going to be the announcement. Um, but then just seeing you know him live there, like you said, at the Today Show, talking about it, showing highlights of him. Uh, you know, behind the wheel in IndyCar and, and, and at the Indy 500. It was just uh, phenomenal to see, really. And, and Jimmy, God, that guy's good looking, man. That guy's, ah, that guy's a good looking guy. Stone Cold Fox out here as a, as a modern day gentleman. I, I told him he, he showed up to the bar. He's wearing this nice sweater. I was like, man, I tell you what, you're just such a swaggy gangster. Like, I'm, I just wish I, I wish I could look that cool at some point in my life. Like, just so many moms have to have such a big crush on Jimmy Johnson, you know? Oh, huge. Huge. Like you said, Stone Cold Fox, like, that guy could be – that guy could be – he could make a living out of rom-coms just being, yeah. you know, the, the foxy who, guy who comes in. Who would be, like, him in, like, the football world? Or, like, who would be the Jimmy Johnson who's, like, a, a – Tom Brady, probably, like, a grizzled veteran of the sport, very successful – but also, it's like, man, that guy, you know, could cut ice with his eye lock, you know, his eye, his gaze. Dude, I'm thinking I like Tom Brady, but I'm thinking uh, Kurt Warner is kind oh. of a good parallel there. Yep. Kurt Warner got a great movie coming out here soon. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our boy Drew Powell. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Next week, Christmas Day, American Underdog. Yeah. Um, Drew Powell. But uh, yeah, so big news there. Already looking forward, you know, more reason to look forward to the 2022 season. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a bummer uh, that we saw this week too, that, that kind of makes you sad for the 2022 season is uh, our, our buddy Hinch uh, put out an announcement um, that he is, he's not going to be full-time in IndyCar. Um, he's going to take a step back after 10 years of uh, being full-time, driving, you know what I mean, and uh, living in the IndyCar series. He's going to take a step back. Um, he's going to do some other things, and he put out some, some merch that uh, I really yeah. like. It's, it's, it said, uh, fun employed, uh, not retired. Um, yeah. I forget what the one was, but I know fun employed is one of them. Um, so, so a little sad that Hinch won't be around all the time um, in terms of behind the wheel in 2022. Um, your thoughts yeah. on that? I believe, you know, I, I really respect Hinch and what, what he does. Um, I think he's a super realistic guy. I mean, his seat was obviously bought out from under him. Uh, and, you know, that's just the way the business works sometimes. And you can't argue that Hinch wasn't successful, right? Indy 500 pole qualifier, race winner, you know, always consistent back in the era before the aero screen. Um, and I think there are a couple drivers who definitely – did not benefit from what the aero screen did to the car. I've talked about this, you know, before. Um, and you know what, like do, do your thing. I, he, I was talking to him last night and his wife, Becky, obviously she's having a great year being an actress as well. And like, you know what? He's like, this is what, like, we're good. Like we're not, you know, we're not going to be out here struggling to make ends meet. You know, he's, he's done, had an incredible career and he's going to do some incredible stuff, you know, in the future on TV, right, with NBC, and that that's going to be great. Um, and the guy is probably going to be racing again at some point as well. You know what I mean? Like, he's still, you know, somewhat young. He's probably going to get into sports cars, be very successful. Um, and you know what? If he can help IndyCar in any way, then he's going to do it. You know what I mean? And if, he, and that, if that's going to be on TV, perfect. He's going to paint the picture for us. He's going to be humorous. 
but he's also going to know exactly about what's going on. So I, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a cool deal for him to be able to move on to whatever the next step is. Um, although I'm sure he still wants to be an IndyCar, like, you know, like I do. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, it is what it is. You got to do your thing. Do you think that he'll run the 500? I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see anyone like that who's obviously had a considerable amount of success at the speedway. People need that for, you know, extra entries and we need that. And it, and you can sell it. Like the 500 is an event that you can definitely sell. Yeah. You find a million bucks, you'll, you'll take it to a team and run a decent car. You know what I mean? And he's a fan favorite, you know, I mean, just like you, I mean, you, you, people uh you know at the track whenever he has a you know a, a, a good time and qualifying or whenever the driver introductions you know you got guys like you you got hinch uh, that that always get you know uh the crowd going in a, in a raucous environment in there so would love to see that i mean i you know i i just became close with hinch this year you know i i've known about him and 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 followed him for a long time just being an indie kid and, and knowing about you know the 500 and everything but uh you know this year being able to um get to know him personally as well as professionally and and, and hang out with him and spend time with him i mean like i can truly say and i know you would say this as well that what you see with hinch when he's getting interviewed when he is doing a press conference, when he's on Dancing with the Stars, when he's, you know, whatever it is, what you see there is what you get and then some off camera, away from the track, you know. Yeah, that's our guy. That's he, our guy right there. Yeah, you know, I tweeted about it. I mean, he's quite literally probably like the best guy that I know. I mean, he's just never in a bad mood, always positive, always welcoming. Like, it's crazy how nice and good of a dude he is. So I just wanted to reinforce that to all the listeners. Um, yeah. What you see is what you get with Hinch, man. I mean, he, he also is smart. Guy. smart guy. Good brain in his head as Very well. Good brain. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and like you said, dude, like whatever comes next, I'm sure he's going to be announcing some of those projects, but you know, I, I would think that, you know, smart money would probably be seeing him on TV and everything. And, and rightfully so. I mean, he's, as good of a driver as he is, like he's just as good at TV. I mean, he, he, he did it with the SRX series. He's done it with NBC before, um, with IndyCar. So, I mean, yeah, he, I mean he's, he's going to make, he's going to be all right and, 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 and be quite successful and make a, you know, a good amount of money, you know, putting that face and then that voice on TV. So, yeah. And his NBC deal was announced today. So that's, that's, that's Oh, was it really? Yeah. So we, we did have uh, live breaking news today, and that Hinch is uh, Hinch is basically taking Paul Tracy's spot uh, in the booth at NBC. So it's it's going to be an exciting exciting deal for him for sure. Man, that's great. So yeah, he says I got a taste of calling IndyCar back in 2020, and that really solidified my desire to get in, into this side of the sport. Um, so he'll be with Lee Diffie and Townsend Bell. I mean, that is just a uh, that that is a bang up booth right there, dude. I mean, Lee, Diffie, Lee Diffie is a, is a, is a gangster in his own right. Townsend oh, yeah. does a good job, and then and then Hinch will lock that down as well, man. Golly, I can't wait. There's so much to look forward to in the in the 2022 uh, season, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I, it's 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 exciting for sure to be you know to have those guys. I think they're they're just going to hopefully be able to present something that again is easily supported by our fans. You know what I mean? And easily, easy to follow for new fans because I think Hinch 
Hinch understands where we're coming from as a driver. You know, Paul was a driver, Townsend was a driver, but they're not like in the circle now, right? And like they're they're not in they're not in our um, you know current meetings and seeing what's going on. Obviously, they do their jobs really well, but like Hinch literally just got out of the sport, and so I think that's that's a cool thing for him. And I think he does a great job. And obviously, since I lived with Hinch, I think he does a great job explaining things, and I think he does a great job painting a picture for someone who doesn't understand what's going on here or might not be a current viewer of IndyCar. So I think that's exciting for us. Uh, and we got to remember, we got more network races next year. So there will be more eyes no matter what on IndyCar because of the amount of races that we have on network NBC. And, and we got to make those count. We got to make, we got to make new viewers. We got to make them, make them watch us. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. It's um, it's all heading in the right direction, you know. No, it is. And so now we just we got to get CD. Um, we got any update on you, my man? Well, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's been a tough a tough week in general when it comes to all the uh, the news that we're trying to find. Still, just don't have all the answers we need. Um, but we do have a very very important meeting this weekend. Actually, I'm going to Vegas for my birthday party, yep. like, which is going to be great. But a meeting has popped up on Saturday um, with this, you know, with this new potential uh, sponsor that, that is quite important. So I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, excited to interact with these people and see what they've got to say. So I think it'll be good. Very, very confident about it. Very, very confident, um, you know, to be able to come back to, you know, IndyCar and Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, but yeah, we're going to need some help to do it. So we'll, uh, you know, hopefully see what happens after this weekend and uh hopefully it goes well when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply awesome yeah so you <laughs> that's a big big weekend for you there. oh yeah and there 30, 30 celebrating 30 and hopefully convincing someone to spend six million dollars you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> do you Easy have uh, do you have um i mean what's the what, what's the game plan for vegas so are you going to any shows are you are you going to any sports books any dinners what what do we got so me and the boys uh we so it's basically uh me and alex rossi which is uh, it's just great. I'm glad Alex could make some space in his busy schedule for us. Ah, big. Um, and my friend Steven and Deepu, uh, <laughs> we're going to go out there. Um, we are going to go skydiving tomorrow. Uh, only me and Steven. Deepu will not go. And uh, Alex, I don't think contractually can go. <laughs> um, yeah. up, uh, Rossi's alley, though, a little bit. I don't know. I just I, He would do it, I'm sure. But he gets in later than we do. So we got to do it tomorrow morning. Um, and you know what, if we, if we, uh, die jumping out of a plane, just know that we had a good run and thanks for all the <laughs> <Peak> Tree listeners. <laughs> My friend who, who is the skydiving instructor there out in Vegas, he said, you got a 98.3% chance of survival. And I said, sounds great. Love those odds. Probably better and, than driving in, you know, the Indy 500, right? I mean, could be, you know, could be. So, so that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, you know, we got some good dinners planned. 
We're going to try to go to, you know, after this meeting that we have on Saturday, we're going to try to have a nice dinner um, at Delilah in, uh, in, at, the, at the win, and then go see Dylan Francis potentially Saturday night. Just have a good run. And uh, Travis Pastrana is apparently coming in on Saturday night just for 11 hours in Vegas, maybe even less, maybe like nine hours. Hmm. Um, so I respect his effort to come out to the birthday. Uh, and, yeah, for Sunday, probably big football day. Watch football all day. Probably, probably bet on some games. See what happens. Um, and we obviously hope to leave Vegas with potentially the deed to the casino. Like we want to win enough to where they hand us the deed. They hand us, you know, a 2021, 2022 sponsorship um, of an IndyCar racing automobile. Um, but only time will tell. Yeah, dude. And I was going to say, do that, and then you don't got to worry about the meeting. On <laughs> exactly. When they hand me the keys to the Cosmopolitan, <laughs> guess who's going racing next year? Me. Man, that's going to be awesome. I need to see uh, – well, first, is Deepu going as, like, your, like, advisor in this meeting, or is it just you? No, all the boys are going to the meeting. So, every, we're all going to try – it's a group sell here. It's a group sell. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. That. That, 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 that should, you know, do well for the confidence, you know, make you feel at ease a little bit probably. We'll see. You know, we're, we're, when we roll in – when we roll in aggressive and – uh, you know, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great program. We'll see what happens. It'll be a very, very important deal. And I hope to be able to report positively about it. Um, again, well, next week <laughs> or after Christmas, whatever, whatever it is, whatever we'll decide. Yeah. We, yeah. we have a little, you know, with, with Christmas next week and you getting back from Vegas and then with the new year, typically pods, you know, take, that time off maybe we'll sneak one yeah. in we'll, fig we'll figure it out but uh all right man you want to finish up we got our uh, ricky treadway random driver we do have a ricky treadway random driver of the week um i went to the 19 what year is this 1979 indianapolis 500 you got your computer there you gonna look this guy up i got you bro yeah okay so 1979 indianapolis 500 I went into, again, a lot of Americans in this field, but there is one man from, I believe, New Zealand called Vern Chupan. Ooh. And I like this, I like this guy already. Uh, poor guy finished 21st, which is all right. You know what? These things happen. I finished 21st, my first Indy 500. Oh, Vern Chupan. 1979. Okay. Huh? Is that old Rick Mears bringing it home in 1979? Yes, he did. There we go. Oh, there's a big controversy apparently in this. Burn Shoepan? No, not with Burn Shoepan. <laughs> there's like, I looked up the 1979 Indy 500, and then the first big, big section on Wikipedia is controversies. Oh, wow. So like, oh, all right. Well, see let's see the field here. Vern Shoepan. What the hell is going on here? You see him? Yeah, well, okay. I'll get him if you want. I'm, I'm oh, what, did he, what, did he, what did he start in the race? I don't know. He finished 21st on racing stock info. All right, here we go. Vernon, Vernon John Chupan, born in South Australia. Australia, not, not New Zealand. Various categories of F1, Indy 500. He's most successfully in sports car racing, I say. All right. So he's in Formula One, so that's, you know. Wow. Pretty pretty solid. Let's see here. What were his best finishes? Here's the IndyCar series. 
Indianapolis 500. All right, so yeah, quite a few. I mean, 76, 77, 79, 80, 81, 82. Oof. Okay, no. So he only qualified for three of them. Okay, that's all right. Failed to qualify in five. Oh, wow. Wow. But in 1981, Ol Schupan started 18th, and he got a podium. He finished third. You know what? Uh, we respect that game. Nine, and yeah, 1981, and then uh, 1979, the year that you mentioned, started yep. 22nd, you know, improved, finished 21st. Yep. There it is. So what are you going to do? Burn Schupan is our guy this week, 1979. Yeah, Shupan with a uh, with a podium over there at uh, at uh, IMS. All right, there it I'm is. Not, he's not showing a picture here. He probably looked cool. He's still alive. That's good. That's good. Hey, no more dead guys this week. Yeah, I was gonna say last week we had uh, we had our first dead guy. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace to him. Yeah. All right, brother. When um you so you're heading out today to go to Vegas. No, tomorrow morning. Heading out tomorrow morning. Uh, Going to get out there and probably jump out of a plane um, as soon as possible. And, uh, and then we'll go from there and see what happens. All right, man. Well, have fun. Be careful. Thank you. Obviously. Don't want to sound like, uh, you know, Mrs. Bowles or anything. But, you know, <laughs> we, we don't want anything too crazy to go down out there. Just crazy enough, I guess, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to do a lot of responsible things. And uh, respect and treat our bodies nicely. There you go. All right, and then good luck on Saturday. I know I'll be uh, hitting you up, trying to get some insight. Obviously, won't publish anything, but I got <laughs> to get the I got to get the behind the scenes, man. I got to know what's going on. So absolutely, I'll do that. All right, so uh, we got that going on. Happy birthday to Connor! Uh, remember to give us a follow subscribe apple podcast spotify youtube you can find us on all three of those wherever you get your podcast you can find us there leave us a rating leave us a review uh we truly appreciate it it helps speed street stay alive and it helps speed street get bumped up so more people can join the community and join our neighborhood and live with us here uh every single week so we appreciate you yes. guys um we'll we'll, we'll figure out uh, our show schedule for the next couple of weeks but um yes sir until then We'll talk to you next time on Speed Street. Thank you.